You do not understand. There's nowhere to go out there, Thaddeus bellowed. No one lives in the dark of Ostwich. All who pass into the night are lost, accursed by the church. Only the few harbors remain to bring in those with dire need, and none may go to the tower at all. No, it is you who does not understand, priest, Nieder began. This is it. The end. The last hour. After this, there are no more. If you are worried about waiting and hoping, then you are worried for naught. Tomorrow will not bring hope, because there will not be a tomorrow. It is the end, and the real one this time. You lot have been putting it off for a time and a half, but the void cannot be missed forever. The time has come. Either we will go out and see if we can put a fix to it, or we will wait here for a while, and then die. I have luxury in that, as I will simply return one day. You do not, however. So... If you value what meaningless life you have, take me to find this light-bearer fellow, and maybe some good will come of you. There is nowhere to go, Thaddeus cried. No one has seen the light-bearer for years. What? Why not? Is he hidden away? That is very unhero-like of him, Nieder said. No, it is not that. There, There is a long gap of darkness before the tower. A mired land where the battle waged between the light bear and whatever evil beset us on the first Devil's Eve. It is five miles of pitiless black and fog, a ruined remnant of our oldest city. Nothing lives there but monsters, all hungry for the light bearer and is covered. It is called the Great Divide, and has kept us apart from our Lord since, since before any living soul can remember. Then. How do you know he even exists? I wondered. Faith, friend. Faith as all must have in the face of such evil. But it is said that long ago, Malor would come to the edge of the tower, and though his face was too far away to see, he would raise aloft his brilliant staff, and the light would go out to remind the city he still watched over them. He has not returned for many an age now. He must still be there, else the darkness would have swallowed us long, long ago. Oh, and do you not suppose that is what it is doing? Nieder said. I do not trust your words, stranger, Thaddeus said. I concede this night to be different than any I have known, but I will not abandon my faith in the light bearer. He will see us through this dark and into a new morning. And what if he doesn't? Nieder said, raising a brow. You know this one is different, priest. You saw it with your own eyes. This will be the last one. The last, what did you call it? Devil's Eve? It surely will be the last for any who go out into the night and seek passage through the divide, Thaddeus said. Oh, maybe. But do we really declare winners if everyone is dead and the world is burning? I don't think I'm up for gloating at that point. But, I tell you what, you give me a map and stay here, and tomorrow, or whenever you fools expect the sun to rise, if it does, you may find us in the city and dance on our splattered remains. I will not even be angry. After all, I will live again. 
You make light of that which is evil, Thaddeus said. I would take no joy in your deaths, earned though they would be. Ah, you get a bit numb to all this after ten thousand deaths or so, Nieder said, leaning in. Now, shall I count you one of us, or is it just me and Kaelin into the dock? Hold on a minute, I have not agreed to anything, I said quickly. The room was spinning with how fast Nieder advanced, as if he was a hummingbird who lived not on nectar, but on words, and he had to reach the next thought before he perished. I still did not know the history of this dark city, and I had only just heard of Malora Lightbearer. How could I be expected to go out into that dangerous dark? I could still see the watching, many-eyed shape when I closed my eyes, and ever in my ears was the noise of that wailing host, even though they were long past the church. It was far more than anyone should be asked to handle, much less a man who had, until only a short while ago, believed himself in the midst of a fever dream. Indeed, I still was not wholly convinced this day was anything more than the product of a bad illness, though I leaned much further to the faithful than I did the doubting now, after the events that had transpired. Nieder, for his part, seemed not to care that I was lost, confused, and feeling overwhelmed. He seemed not to care about anything, actually, the least of all me. I was beginning to feel like a child's toy, something picked up only for a momentary, fleeting interest before I would be tossed aside again, replaced with the next. Was that not what Nieder was saying? I was merely the latest model, the newest fool plucked out of their lives to join a game that sounded nothing short of a madman's curbside rants. What would happen when we reached whatever end Nieder had in mind, and he realized I was not capable of doing what must be done. I had barely managed to reach this church without fainting. Reaching a far tower in that dreadful dark, that was impossible. I merely assumed you were going, Kaelin, Nieder said to me. After all, you are the chosen one, and that tends to be what you lot do. Tends? Do any of us ever refuse? Oh yes, many. And, well, maybe I should have told you this before, but those that turn aside tend to live infuriatingly peaceful lives. It's almost, uh, irony, I think. They forsake the world and are rewarded with a nice fifty or sixty years. Not all of them, of course. Some of the Chosen appear right around the time that everything is falling to pieces, and then it doesn't really matter which way they run. Ah, but I fear the crow has made that choice for you, friend. There will be no long, peaceful lives lived on this one. But I could have had one, if I had simply ignored you in the steppe. I said angrily. A sudden and furious rage had come to me as the odd man spoke, had I really been denied a long life for the sake of some cosmic whim? No, 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 lad, I think you were never really in that camp, Nieder said. You remember the fire and the city burning and all that, yes? Well, that was not made up. It really happened. That was the start of all this, if I were to guess. I, I can't be sure, but, well... It seemed like a very cultish sort of fire, the kind used by folk dumb enough to summon old horrors and awaken ancient evils. I am of the mind that Marhau, no matter your choice, was not long for the world. Maybe I should have been left to take part in its end then, I said. 
What right did you have to pull me out of it and send me here? Is this really better than dying in a red city? What could I possibly do against those nightmares walking the street? I don't know, lad. As I said before, I don't make these decisions. You just come to me. I don't find you. You might even recall that I sent you to a much nicer place than Marhal, a place with green fields and blue sky. I cannot be held responsible for what came after. I think you can, I said. Indeed, what weight should we give your words if you do not even tell half of them to a so-called chosen one? Thaddeus asked. For the first time, Nieder seemed to become angry. His eyes flashed and his lips turned down into a tight frown. He stood up, somehow taller, as if he had been stooping before, but for a moment he felt very dangerous. You do not know my history, priest, he said. I will not be tasked by the embers of the fire. I am a star. I am a light eternal. You are a passing wind that is felt and then no more. And you, Kaelin, I will not spend time on you if you will not listen. This world is dead. It just doesn't remember yet. I don't know how long it has, but it is not forever. Soon it will fade, the last lights will fall, and then another will come to replace it. And I will be there, waiting for the next fool just like you. So stay if you want. I will tell the crow her plan failed, and you can consign to the dark with your priest. It does not bother me. He sighed deeply. Suddenly his light-hearted demeanor returned, as if it was a coat he had taken off for a moment, then replaced. Look at me, all serious and dire. Apologies, folk. I know you are being pulled out of your depth here. I don't blame you for the skeptical mind. But... It is true that we are out of time, so I will go on, and I will leave you here, and you can waste your last hours. I'll not spend mine trying to convince those that want to sit and wallow. I, well, I suppose I do not have better things to do, but I do have different things to do. How I wish, though, that it had gone differently. That crow had a plan, I am sure, but... Most plans fail, I guess. Without another word, he turned to the door and laid a hand on it. Even in his moodiness, the strange man was moving at a gallop, and I could barely keep up. But in the moment, I felt a little roused at his words. I could not explain why, only that they touched me in the same way anyone is moved when yelled at by a parent or a caring friend. Wait, I called, and Nieder halted with the knob half-turned. He looked back, expecting me to say more, but I realized I had not thought any further than wait. I quickly attempted to carry on, sending out the first words that came to mind. What would happen if I go? Will I die? Oh, most certainly, Nieder smiled. Of course, I can promise with all certainty that you shall if you remain here. Only one road leads to a chance, and it is not sitting by this fire. I looked back to the fire, with Thaddeus and Ilya beside it. Both had worry in their eyes, but I could not tell if it was worry for me or worry for themselves. This night, dark though the Devil's Eve was, had gone well beyond the usual madness. What about them? I asked. 
What if we succeed? Nina raised a brow at that. Oh, I'm honestly not sure, he said. No one has ever succeeded. Would they live? Would the city live? I can't say, Kaylin. You do not know quite how bad this world is, Nieder said. We are on an island amidst the raging sea, about to be swallowed by a storm greater than your kind has ever faced. Even if you pass through to the other side and find calm waters, I can't promise the island would remain. I thought on that. The dark of Ostwich terrified me, but there was a sort of resolve building within me alongside the fear. I do not know, listener, if this is accurate, but I would imagine it is something akin to what a bear feels cornered in a cave with enemies circling in. The bear does not answer the threat by lying down, but instead turns to snarls and violence, and becomes a thing even armed soldiers will not advance on without pause. I will not claim to be a bear, or even a soldier, but I felt a little of that steeled resignation in the moment, and it caused me to say something perhaps very stupid. There is a chance, though, and it would be the right thing to at least offer a chance to a dying world, right? Ah, that it would be, Kalin. That it would be, Nieder answered. I nodded. I will go with you, then. To death, probably. But I will go. Son, you cannot be serious, Thaddeus said. I am Thaddeus, and I would ask that you not try to stop me. My will is on the knife's edge, and I will fall over with even a gentle push. Let me try and save you. But you don't know that this is saving anything, Thaddeus protested. In time, the sky might open up and the sun return, just as it always does. And what then? Will we find you in an alley, cut open and dead? What will you have gained, then? It will have been for nothing, I guess, I said. But I think we both know Nieder is not lying. Crazy, perhaps, but not lying. I feel it, down in my soul. I cannot explain why, only that I know it's true. And if it is true, then I have to at least try. We will all be dead in time anyways. How very true, Ilya said from her chair. Oh, let him on, Thad. He has made up his mind. We are not helping anyone here anyways. Ostwich is a dying city, with or without a mortal doom. Soon there will be no one left even to hide from the Devil's Eve. Thaddeus did not answer, but stared at me. He seemed sad, or at least confused at what was happening. Here was a man dedicated to the good of mankind, a priest in the service of what little salvation could be offered, risking even his own life to light the way for wandering feet. Yet, to go out into the dark was proving too much for his courage. He had spent too long in the city, become too used to evil just beyond the door. He could not rouse his fears enough to believe it would ever change. The devil's eye had always been, 
and though neither said otherwise, Thaddeus' mind said it would always be. What Kaelin was doing was folly. I cannot give a blessing to this, Thaddeus finally said. I'm not asking, sir, I answered. You have done me a great favor, hiding me from that host, but... Well, you're not my father, or even my priest, all told. I'm... I'm honestly not even sure what religion this is. It's not the Woken, that is certain. So... I will do this. And... probably die. The last word fell sour on my tongue. Thaddeus shook his head. You were a fool, but brave, he said. Then he turned and went to a side chest of drawers that stood beside the fireplace. He fished within for a moment, and, finding something looked for, returned. He held out a rolled parchment. This is a map of the city. It is marked as well as can be. He unrolled it, and a sprawling cityscape laid out. A gnarled finger fell on a place some ways into the center of the map, where a blight of black ash had been smeared. This is the Divide. Maps will do you no good there. No one has entered and returned for... Well... Forever, so far as I know. Have some gone inside? I asked. Yes, and they were lost, all of them. Likely to death, but... Who knows, maybe some made it to the far tower and rest even now with the light bearer. I cannot say. Do not hope for anything good beyond that mark, though, if you even reach it at all. Thank you, I said, taking the map. I don't suppose you have any advice for us out here in the dark? No. We are coming to the last night of the Devil's Eve. The things which crawl out from the pits have no name to us. We do not even know their form. All that go beyond their doors in these hours perish. But... If you will go, I recommend at least to take a light. Take torches and move swiftly. The wailing host is slow, and if you run, and do not go headlong into them, you will not be caught. If you hear a sound mimicking you, do not stop. Those that mimic are a foul kind of trickster. They will do anything to turn you around where they are waiting. They will speak in a voice you know. They may even speak in your voice. Do not heed them. The other things that prowl the night? I cannot give advice on those. If you are caught by those that haunt this last evening, pray your end is swift. Oh, I pray that continually, Nieder said. Then he bowed. Thank you, dear priest for seeing reason at last. Now, Kaelin, if you will, the worst night of your life awaits you. <laughs>